Yeah, but then again, there's one time I almost overdosed on like <laughs> green tea, so there's that. Overdosing green tea. Don't really hear that. <laughs> Welcome to Hidden Among Us. I'm your host, Chris. And this is Honda. And welcome to episode 41. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Reaching 50 now. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, yeah, so um Honda Honda? This week Honda reminded me of my love for 911. <laughs> the show is so cab. 911 so, okay. Lone Star. <laughs> Listen. This has come full circle because I introduced 911, the original series, to Honda. And then Honda introduced 911 Lone Star, the spin off series, to me. And <laughs> I binge watched two seasons in like two days. And now you're caught up. <laughs> and now I'm caught up. And the problem is. <laughs> It's only resuming in April, like mid-April. So what am I going to do from now until mid-April? You have the original season. I know, but like, I have a Lone Star fix right now. I know. Okay? I know. I was very sad when it reached episode 8 and it ended the way it ended. I was just like, no. I, listen, okay. Um, I don't know. Something about Lone Star's simplicity like they, they they don't do the the annoying thing where there's like miscommunication amongst people relationships break because like someone assumes something else out of another person it's like down here they're like you know what we're gonna have healthy relationships we're going to have open communication and yeah, I'm like so impressed by that. Mm. I don't know. I mean, people can argue that these kind of things make it boring because like where's the conflict? But I think it's nice because like I don't know. I get very annoyed when mis I okay miscommunication is my least favorite trope. I hate miscom. Mm. Okay. Right? Can you can you think of anyone that had that had miscommunication? No one, not a single person had miscommunication. I guess not like the cliche types, maybe. Yeah, not like the cliche ones. So I anyway, yeah, so Lone Star is pretty good. It's so I guess camp is not the word for it, but it's just ridiculous. Like the stuff that they I mean the original do... was also pretty ridiculous. Okay, so for context, right? 911 and 911 Lone Star basically follows rescue teams like the firefighters, Firehouse. the firehouses, as they uh, basically um, go to these 911 calls. And it's ridiculous. Like some things they do, it's realistic. Others, it's just. Where's the reality in this? <laughs> like, 
randomly in Texas, there's like a volcanic eruption. Like, where? Why? I mean, I don't... I mean, maybe it's not... Maybe it happened before somewhere. That's why they referenced that. I, people from Texas, tell I, us. Was there like a volcanic no, eruption? No, not in Texas. Maybe like another part. Like, I don't know. Some of the things are just... It's super dumb. I don't think it would ever happen... I mean, the original 911, there was a shark attack on the road. Yeah. Yeah, why? <laughs> like, why? So there was a man being eaten by a shark on a road. Like, why? And it sounds ridiculous, but the show is genuinely fun. Mm. Even though it's this ridiculous. And the characters are good. The characters are good. Look at us. Just selling the show. Fox should hire us. Actually, no. Disney bought over Fox, right? Yeah. And Disney should hire us to, like, promote 911. We will spread the good word. <laughs> oh, now I want Disney Plus. Should I get Disney Plus? <laughs> the question continues. Should Honda should get think Disney about it. Plus? I should think about it more seriously when I get my pay. But to be honest, you only want Disney Plus for like Fox shows? No, I want to watch the new Disney like, Plus series. Like, I mean the Marvel series. Oh, Loki's coming out soon. Uh, uh, Falcon and... Falcon. And Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yes. It's out now. And then apparently WandaVision is quite good, which I'm quite surprised. Yeah, about. I heard WandaVision is really good. To be honest, I feel... I'm, I don't really care about WandaVision, but I want to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I don't really... I mean, Wanda and Vision were my least favorite parts of Infinity War and nope, Endgame. I don't, I don't like I, don't I was like so <laughs> irritated. Like... Anyway, no, but it's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is... What was the point I was trying to make? I can't remember the point. Oh, yes. Now I know. Um, Loki is coming up and I feel like... Loki is not gonna be a good show. I don't know. I feel like it's a lot of hype. And... Because it's Loki. Yeah, and I don't know... I don't know. I mean, so far, the shows have been good, which maybe is a good sign. I don't know. I just never had a good feeling. Like, I feel like Loki on its own is not like a sustainable premise. Like, what are you going to do with him? So I'm curious Mm. to see what the show does. But other than that, like, I feel like the show isn't going to be that great. Is there going to be any more spin-off shows? Like, mm, I'm not sure. Is there, is, there a, is there a Doctor Strange one or something? There's going to be a movie. Alright. The Multiverse no, I one. What, I forgot what other series are going to come I out. I don't know. Or is, this, or is this for now like it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, but I can't wait to watch like Marvel movies again. Yeah. Like the next phase. Yeah. I mean, Disney Plus is like advertising everywhere. When I get into train cabins, it's there. I see it on buses. You know, buses. apparently, the Singapore Flyer was, they projected Cap's shield on <gasps> it. 
Wait, let me Google it. I didn't know, and I'm so sad. I wish I could see it. I sound shocked, and like Captain America is not even my favorite Avenger, so. <laughs> I thought you love Captain America. I love Chris Evans. <laughs> Captain America is um. He's not my favorite. Thor is my favorite Avenger. Like I've always been on like the Thor bus, okay? Even when his movies were bad. <laughs> Wait. It was like that. <gasps> oh my god, they did it. It's so cool. But why though? I oh, never mind. I mean I guess because it's round, but like it's not like the new series of Cap- Cap- has like a Captain America series. True, but like what else could they project there? That's round, and right? that is like super recognizable. Yeah, true. I mean, the shield mark won't be like you know the age like the shield. Mm-hmm. I don't think like Agents of Shield. shield yes, yes, I know Captain which shield you're referring to. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that would be recognizable. Can people be Just, like, um, yeah, well, anyway. Uh, I want to rewatch Marvel films soon, like from start to finish. Oh my god, yeah, you should marathon them. And then you can see like the rise and dip in quality of sequels, unless you're Thor and then the sequels go up way Actually, up <laughs> i wouldn't even say that it's like both tanks and then the last one was like really good <laughs> yeah i don't i think i'll skip the first two and Listen, then just go the straight to two, ragnarok i mean <laughs> they're not very good but you see the quality of um chris hemsworth's wigs get better <laughs> what are you looking Listen, at the first one right he had like this weird shot like this weird wig and they bleached his eyebrows, and he looks so. Yeah, he different. does look. Weird. He looks really different from like the the next two films, the last one being the one where he actually looks like Chris Hemsworth. The first one looked yeah. really off. And no more long hair. I mean, I can always I will sing praises for Ragnarok. It's so good, it's so good. Yeah, it is. Honda. Do you have a story for us today? If you say no, this episode will <laughs> end really abruptly and awkwardly. At 12 minutes. At 12 minutes. And it's going to be like, um... <laughs> yes, I do have a story. <gasps> cool beans! Okay, so the story is about the earthquake killer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who is coming up with these names? <laughs> so this case is about an American serial killer by the name of Herbert William Mullen, who killed a total of 13 people in California during the 1970s. And he killed them for a very bizarre reason. Hence the name of Quake Killer. Oh. Do you like some guesses? <laughs> I feel like I want to guess. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess, okay. guess, guess. Does he, like, study earthquakes and then, like, decided, I don't know, to kill them? Was it, like, some sort of, like, um, you know, like, spiritual reasons? Like, some people believe if you do something 
during like the full moon or something like a sacrifice but then this guy is like I will do it during an earthquake getting warmer warmer <laughs> oh not really but warm okay I feel like my next guest will just be like cold you're getting colder it's ice cold <laughs> I don't know is it is it a sacrifice like the earthquake gods or something I don't know warm warm <laughs> yeah uh, I, okay, I, this is where I end because um, I can't think of anything else. I genuinely tried to think of the I, most ridiculous thing I could think of, and that was like earthquake gods. And you're telling me it's getting warmer, so um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that means the case is ridiculous. So a ridiculous answer would probably be like warm enough. Okay. Yeah, that's all I can think about. Wait, was his family okay. like killed by an earthquake, and then like? Okay, never mind. I don't think. Oh I no! I know that's like a movie plot. No, Chris. It's getting colder. It's ice cold. That's a bad movie plot. <laughs> like a bad disaster film. Listen, the other day, like Robo Shark was on TV. Okay, and I watched a little bit of it, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's a bunch of dogs." Dog. Yeah. From the sound, like of, yeah. From the sound, I was like going to say it's a tiny dog. What the hell? It's loud. Even I can hear it. Oh my. Okay, I don't want to know. Why is a dog parking at almost 11pm at night? <laughs> I don't... I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> why, is, why is Chris so scandalized? Listen, the last time we stayed at like a haunted campsite, right? I distinctly remember waking up in the middle of the night because there were a bunch of dogs fighting. Oh my god. Alright, and like the thing is, there was a haunted campsite. So... I didn't hear anything. Nothing can wake me up when I staying at different bunks. Really? Yeah! Weren't we? No. Why would we? I don't know. We were separated, weren't we? But that's the time when we were facilitators, right? Oh no, I was referring to the first one in our first year of council. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> ca- carry on. <laughs> okay. So, Herbert was born in the year 1947 in Salinas, California, but he grew up in Santa Cruz later on. And he was seen as a bright student and was popular. And he, and he, was, like, he was even voted for most likely to succeed in his high oh school. Oh, God. Okay. But don't don't you find that like a weird thing to vote for? Right? It's like... <laughs> most likely to succeed. It's like you expect everyone to fail. And so like the, the, the selected one or two can succeed. Well, I guess... It was a curse more than oh, like yikes. A acknowledgement. Yikes. Yeah, but yeah, after he graduated high school, his close friend had been killed in a car accident. <gasps> and this event was seen as a trigger for Herbert because, you know, that's where his odd behavior started to develop. Okay. I mean, people have different ways of grieving. This guy was like, I'm just gonna kill people. After he graduated high school, I mean, sorry, 
After his friend's death, he had built a shrine in his bedroom dedicated to his to dedicated to his dead friend and started to obsess with the idea of reincarnation. Okay. Yeah. After the tragic event, he attended Cabrillo College and studied engineering in the fall of 1965. And at the same time, he also started to take drugs, which did not help with his deteriorating mental state. Oh, yikes. In in 67, he started experimenting more with marijuana and LSD, and he became interested in Eastern religion. Oh. Not this. Okay. All right. Yeah, this was around a time where like the whole anti-Vietnam War movement was going on, and he was also active in that movement. Okay. So after so after graduating like with an engineering degree, he enrolled into San Jose State College, where he changed his major to philosophy. So he he was seen to like adopt this whole hippie lifestyle <laughs> during this period. Okay, I feel like philosophy majors most likely would be hippies. <laughs> Because, I don't know, I just kind of imagine them, like, smoking a joint and being like, Yeah, dude, what's the equation to the universe? I don't know. That was a terrible hippie reenactment. Okay, Mm -hmm. I shall stop. (laughs) But soon after he got into college, he withdrew. Mm. And in 68, he got arrested for possession of marijuana and his behavior became more erratic. Yeah, you know, it. I mean, maybe this is a very Gen Z thing to say. I can't believe they're Gen Zs. Oh, God. But it's like... Do you want to be a millennial? It's hard to, like, remember that smoking marijuana was a crime because, like, it's been legalized for a few years now. Yeah, I mean, especially in California, Yeah, and right? it's like, oh, when you remember that people are actually incarcerated for selling and consuming marijuana, you're like, shouldn't you let those... But we're in Singapore, Chris. I know, but like, I mean, <laughs> Singapore, that it's still, it's still illegal. It's gonna, still, it's gonna be like that forever. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm referring to the context of America, America and countries that parts of legalize, yeah, parts. I mean, countries in the world that legalize mm-hmm. it, like all the people that were incarcerated before it was made legalized, like yeah, 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 mm, mayhaps. And that's why the whole, yeah, that's why some those people who were who were incarcerated back then before it was legalized, they're still in jail. Yeah. Even when it's legalized. So and, and, and it's like, like a whole it's thing. still crazy because now they are incorporating like C B D like cannabis into like skincare products and stuff like that. And in gummies. Does it actually help? I have no idea. <laughs> but like Okay, gummies I understand, but skincare. Yeah, no, but like it's 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 made so mainstream and available to like yeah. the public and yet people are still incarcerated for it. So, mm. we are going on a tangent. All right, get uh, he <laughs> he got arrested <laughs> for sm- for smoking the yeah. devil's letters. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but he, yeah, he soon quit his job and then said that he was going to India to study yoga. <laughs> <laughs> 
You really trying to be I'm that hippie? I'm not surprised. Yeah, he's really trying to be that hippie. Yeah, but instead of following what he want, he instead of following like what he said he wanted to do, he moved to Sebastopol, seat in California, and lived in a trailer on a ranch owned by his sister and her husband. And at the family okay. dinner, well, he started imitating his brother-in-law's every move. And this is known as echopraxia, which is an indication of schizophrenia. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. In 1969, he agreed with his family to have him committed to a mental institution. And he was diagnosed with schizophrenia and was aggravate which was aggravated by the his drug abuse. Mm. Yeah, but mm. however he was uncooperative and his prognosis was labeled as poor. Oh yikes. Yeah, and after that he was in and out of different mental institutions and failing to have a stable job. So by September nineteen seventy two Malin was 25 and he had moved back with his parents in Felton, California in the Santa Cruz Mountains. And he had stopped taking his medication mm. and his anger towards his father grew. Oh, listen, people who are on medication, this is your sign for you to take your medication. <laughs> no, for real though, like, I feel like People who are on long-term meds, they, they, they tend to fall into the trap where they stop taking it because they think that they are better or getting better or they're fine. But that's because like the mm-hmm. medication actually helps them. And then they stop and then mm-hmm. they, they relapse. And then it's like... So this is your sign. Take your medication. Yep. And by then, he was hearing voices in his head that told him an earthquake was imminent and that only through human sacrifice could he save California. See, Chris, you weren't that off. (laughs) Oh, God, okay. (laughs) And Mullen's birthday, April 18, was the anniversary of the 1906 San Francisco earthquake, which he thought was very significant. So I guess in his head, he thought he's some saviour for future earthquakes. Yeah, like the stars aligned, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's some sort of sign for him. And then in his head, it all makes sense, but it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So this is when his killing spree started. On October 13, 1972, Herb passed by Lawrence White, 55 years old, who was walking alone along a windy road in the Santa Cruz Mountains. And Herbert mm-hmm. stopped his car pretending he had car trouble. And when White offered, stopped to offer help, Herb beat him to death with a baseball bat and left the body at the side of the road. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, okay. he... <laughs> He later claimed that the victim was the victim was Jonah from the Bible, 
and that he had sent Marlin a telepathic message saying, pick me up and throw me over the boat, kill me th- so that others would be saved. <laughs> no, where is this biblical nonsense coming from? Okay. <laughs> It all makes sense only in his head. <laughs> but you know the story of Jonah, right? No. <laughs> okay, so it's this dude, right? And God dude. came up to him and he was like, Yo, I need you to go to this place called Nineveh. And like, you gotta spread the word about me. Because Nineveh is full of like, bad stuff. It's full of sin. Then Jonah was like, yikes, I'm not doing that. I'm scared of the people in Nineveh. So he tried running away. Then he ended up on like this boat. And there was this huge storm. Oh. And then everyone was like, Jonah, you. It's all because of you. So they threw him off the boat and he got swallowed by this big fish. Then he stayed in the big oh fish. And then while in the big fish, he prayed to God. And then God was like, yo, this is right out of Finding Nemo. This fish will save you. And then like he came out in Nineveh. Yeah, so that is a terrible explanation of the story of Jonah, but now you know the significance of the throwing of the boat thing. Hmm. Yeah, I guess in his head, it, it made sense that somehow So did the story when Jonah I was thinking after. about it before telling you. Yeah, so his next victim on... October 24, 1972, was Mary Guilfoyle, 24 years old. And she was a Cabrillo mm-hmm. college student who was running late for an interview and decided to hitchhike. Oh, no. And unfortunately, she hitched the ride with, with <laughs> Herbert. Herbert. And as a yeah. side note, Herbert is the name of the mm-hmm. Sorry, I was gonna say Herbert is the name of the evil polar bear from Oh Hulk my god. Movie. I was thinking about that when I was th- like doing the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's the polar bear from Club Penguin. <laughs> it's the polar bear from Club Penguin. Oh my so god. So sometimes okay, when so I was now... like typing out Herbert's name, like I was like thinking of the polar bear. Oh god, yeah, so um, if you want a less scary image, just think it's Herbert the Polar Bear. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest, like, <laughs> evil mastermind in Club Penguin. <laughs> yeah, so Herb, um, Herbert stabbed her through the chest and the back, dissected her body, and scattered her remains alongside a hillside road. And her body wasn't found until the following February. Oh my god! Mm. So from October to like February. But since it was scattered, I guess it's kind of hard. Yeah, but like, yikes. Mm. On November 2nd, 1972, um, Marlin went to confess his sins at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Los Gatos. And in a delusional state, he believed that the priest, Father Henry Tomei, um, yeah, he, Fermin Tomei was a French resistance veteran from Marseille who came to America after the war and was in his eight years as assistant mm-hmm. pastor. 
And then he believed that the priest wanted okay. to volunteer to be his next sacrifice to keep away the earthquakes. A volunteer. Yeah. Herbert thought, believed that the father wanted to volunteer to be his next sacrifice. Okay. Okay. Mm. So, so he beat, kicked, and stabbed Father Tome, and he bled to death in a confessional while a parishioner watched Merlin run away. Oh my gosh. Okay, can you imagine like coming to church to like confess and then like you witness a murder? Hmm. Yeah, but even if there was a witness, like he still wasn't caught at he yeah, wasn't caught for this at that time. Mm. And still went on to do his killings. Yeah, so his next killing was in January of nineteen seventy three. Oh my god, cut that out, no. <laughs> So yeah, in January of 1973, <laughs> Merlin decided to join. He decided to join the U.S. Marines and pass the physical and psychiatric test, but he was refused entry when it was found that he had used drugs. And this rejection fueled Merlin's paranoid delusions of conspiracies, where he thought there was a powerful group of hippies. Didn't he want to be a hippie? I don't think he wanted to be a hippie. It's just that his lifestyle was seen as a hippie at that time. So he was a hippie. Yeah, by but now societal hippies standards. are the enemy. Well, that still makes him a hippie. <laughs> There's no escaping that. If society perceives you as a hippie, you're probably a hippie. <laughs> Yeah, okay. but yeah, by January nineteen seventy three, he actually stopped using drugs, and blamed them for his problems. Hmm. I find it interesting yeah. that he passed the psychiatric tests at, like, for the military. Mm, right. Considering he had schizophrenia, but was only caught I'm for pretty sure the drug US... abuse. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the test for the U.S. Marines would be quite strict, right? <laughs> Yeah, precisely. So, hmm, interesting. Unless unless they were looking for people like him. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know. That's scary. I mean, it, I mean, to be some someone like in the US Marines, I guess you need a certain sort of like mindset. Maybe, but his mindset was like, I'm going to murder people uh, as sacrifices for like the earthquake. So... Unless he could hide that. Yeah, which I... I'm very fascinated by that. Mm. Yeah, but Merlin had purchased several guns and decided to kill Jim Gianera a high school friend who had sold him marijuana and blamed him for his oh. rejection from the Marines. So this is the first person that introduced him to marijuana. So I think he held a grudge for that. Okay, maybe. But, okay. So like the source of his problems was this Jim Genera guy. I guess that's how okay. he saw it. 
Okay. Yeah. So when Merlin went to Ganera's house on January 25, 1973, he found that his old friend had moved away and the house was now occupied by Kathy Francis, an old friend of Ganera. So she gave him Jim's new address that was in Santa Cruz. So Merlin oh, okay. then went to Jim's new residence where he shot um, both him and his wife and stabbed their bodies repeatedly. Oh, but wow. Then, okay. Yeah, he then went back to the old house where he shot and killed um, the woman and her two sons, Damon Francis, age four, and the David The woman who Hughes. told him. Yeah. The woman who told him where to find. Oh my lord. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then, however, like, um, another account by, like, the FBI profiler says that Marlon killed the woman and her kids first and then went to Jim's new residence. So, like, that timeline is not, mm. it's like, it's not, es- it's not established. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but mm, I would feel for like ease of transportation <laughs> to like not go back and forth. He yeah, would kill he... like the right. woman and two sons first. Yeah, but the state same time, right? Um his state of mind is very manic. Mm. So yeah. our regular logic doesn't really apply. But I mean <laughs> it would make the most sense to murder her and her sons first before going to the other dude's house. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was hard to find, like, who murdered, like, um, them because the husband of the woman was a drug dealer. So they thought the murders were, uh, was, like, a drug trafficking thing. Related. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So about a month later, on February 6, 1973, um, Merlin was wandering around Henry Corwell Redwood State Park where he encountered four teenage boys camping illegally in the park. So he mm-hmm. walked over to them and engaged in brief conversation and claimed to be a park ranger. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, he ordered them to leave because they were polluting the forest, but they refused. So Marlin shot them fatally and abandoned their bodies, and their bodies were not found until the next week. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the final murder took place three days later on February 13, 1973, when... Merlin was driving alone on the Santa Cruz west side and he drove past Fred Perez, 72 years old, a retired fisherman who was weeding his lawn at his home. And Mm -hmm. for no apparent reason, Merlin made a U-turn, stopped his station wagon and laid his rifle across the hood to aim. And he killed the man instantly with a single shot to the heart. Oh... Yeah, and after killing the man, he got back into his car and calmly drove off. But Mm. then... Okay. 
the neighbor of the man, um, John Stagnero, heard the shot and saw the license plate and he called the police. A hero? Wow, okay. Yeah, so a few minutes later, Marlin was captured, the intersection of Highway 9 and Coral Street. So the officer initially drew his mm-hmm. weapon and prepared to and prepared for like a shootout because, you know, his mm-hmm. Marlin's rifle was in like plain sight on the passenger seat. But then yeah, Herbert was like calm and did not resist arrest. So he was able to be taken in without you no know, shootouts or anything. Hmm. Yeah, and after the police searched his apartment, the police found a Bible and a dress book with Gianera's address, newspaper articles about his recent murders, and a rosary pouch that belonged to Father Tomei. Oh, okay. Yeah, so in custody, um, Marlin confessed to his crimes and said that he had been told by voices in his head to kill people in order to prevent an earthquake. Mm. And he claimed that the reason that had I feel like... not been... I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut, cut you off, but like... No, 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 no yeah. I feel like... very methodical... Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's something very methodical about the way he did it. So, I don't know. Methodical. Okay, maybe not methodical, but... um, Like, initially, it's established that he was doing it as sacrifices, right? Mm-hmm. To prevent an earthquake. But after a while, like, I don't know. Was all... Were all the, like, victims sacrifices... Yeah, I guess he saw them as like them needed to be killed for sacrifices. Okay. Okay. Mm. All right. And he claimed that the reason there had not been any earthquake recently was because of his sacrifices that he did. Oh, a hero. And... <laughs> oh, but this is the interesting part. So. Eight days after okay. Malin's arrest on on February twenty first, nineteen seventy three, a magnet um five point eight magnitude earthquake struck the Point Mugu area in Southern California. <laughs> Listen, but like, I feel like this just feeds into what he he was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he had to kill people in order to stop this earthquake. And now that he stopped killing people, there's an earthquake. Um, this is madness. When I read that part, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. What the hell? I'm going to imagine him in a jail cell and then he's, he felt the earthquake and he was like, see? <laughs> yeah, I told you so. Oh, jeez Louise. <laughs> Yeah, so on March 1st, 1973, the Santa Cruz County District Attorney's Office charged Marlin with 10 murders and his trial opened on July 30th, 1973. He had Mm. admitted to all the crimes and therefore the trial focused on whether he was sane and culpable for his actions. 
Okay, yeah. So that's where I also call his schizophrenia diagnosis into question. Because mm. something just seems very off to me. Like, for example, even the military tests, like how he managed to bypass mm. that. Mm. And yeah, that's why. Other than. So, other than the first two murders, right, where they're clearly established mm. to be um, sacrifices. For example, the murder of the woman and her two sons, and then as well as the. Uh, the, the 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 school friend who introduced him to marijuana, right? Those seem very mm. planned. In the sense where mm-hmm. you get rid of a potential witness who knows that you're going to kill this dude, which is the woman, and then you kill somebody who you know and you sort of blame for causing your life to go haywire. So this is where mm. I call into question. And and not to, to like discredit or like, completely ignore schizophrenia as, like, uh, a mental illness. It's just that this guy's actions seem to be very contradicting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so that's what so... the prosecutor picked up on. That mm. Herbert, you know, covered his tracks and shown premeditation in some of his crimes. Yeah. But then, you know, of course, the defense, you know, um, highlighted his history of mental illness and that he had paranoid schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. So on October, uh, October, August 19, 1973, the verdict was delivered and Merlin was declared guilty of first degree murder in the cases of Jim Ganera and Kathy Francis because they were premeditated. While for the other eight murders, Merlin mm. was found guilty of sec- second-degree murder because they were more impulsive. Yeah. See, the impulsive ones, I can sort of understand if you say that, you know, it's the it's probably an episode with his mental illness. But the premeditated ones is where, yeah. like, the... the credibility of it comes into question. Which is why I brought out mm. the fact that it seems very methodical. Methodical is not the right word, la, but it's... I was trying to say that it just seems very planned. Yeah, so he was sentenced to life imprisonment in Santa Cruz County and... He had been parole, and he had been de- denied parole eleven times since nineteen eighty. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and actually, interestingly, he was like just this year, he was recently denied parole by the California Board of Parole oh. virtual <laughs> in a virtual hearing, and his sentence was extended oh. for an additional seven years, and will not be eligible for parole until twenty twenty eight. Where he'll be Wait, 81 why was years it extended? old. Um, because uh, they were oh they were arguing because of like his severity of his crimes and that he never really reflected because oh. he yeah oh, he like blamed he didn't his repent, like, is it? Yeah, he blamed his mom and sister for him becoming like that. Oh okay, so he never. 
he was never accountable for his actions. Yeah, and I guess they still see him as a threat to society. That's why they extend that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you know, so his time in prison, like there was this thing that I saw, which was kind of interesting, but also very creepy. So Mm -hmm. he actually had interactions with Ed Kemper. (gasps) You remember? Oh, like the super high IQ one. Ed Kemper. He was also insanely tall for no reason at all. (laughs) Yeah. So he was actually active, like in in the same area and same time as Herbert. Oh, okay. At one point, they shared like adjoining cells at the California Medical Facility. Oh, wow. Okay, that is interesting. (laughs) And this quote by Kemper is so creepy because it really shows how smart and manipulative he is. Yeah. Like, I got chills when I read this, like, his quote. Oh my god, tell me. Do you want to hear it? I want to get chills too. Tell me, tell okay. me. So I'll read like what he said. So, well, Merlin had a habit of singing and bothering people when somebody tried to watch TV. So I threw water on him to shut him up. Then, when he was a good boy, I'd give him some peanuts. Herbie liked peanuts. That was effective because pretty soon he was uh, he asked permission to sing. That's called behavior modification treatment. End of quote. Wait, I've heard of this quote before. I feel like I've saw. I feel like um this was said in Mindhunter or something. I've heard this quote before. I just I don't know where, but I've heard it before. Yeah, I know. When when I read it, I was like, oh my god, this sounds so familiar. Shit, but it was dude. just so creepy. It is. It's like he's training, oh, training Herbert to act in a way that Kemper likes. Yeah. Oh, gee. Mm, <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah, so this is the end of my story, which end on a very creepy note, thanks to Ed Kemper. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ed Kemper, for um, making an appearance. I never want to see you ever again. Oh, that was so interesting. So whack. Though it's Mm. earthquakes. Earthquakes. Yeah, apparently Herbert was mentioned in Criminal Minds as well. Was he? I don't know. Like when I was in looking at the wiki page, they said he was mentioned twice on Criminal Minds. Mm, Interesting. I see you're on like, I don't know, a Mindhunter sort of kick. I didn't even know like he like Ed Kemper was involved and I saw that part I was like oh my god but it sounds oh like something god. like yeah but Ed I've Kemper heard that quote somewhere yeah 
in that like sort of intelligent quiet voice oh my god and like because my image of ed camper comes from mindhunter so like imagining the actor saying this is like 100 times yeah dude like okay i didn't even watch mindhunter but i've seen them compare the actor to actual ed camper and like Mm -hmm. i don't see ed camper in my head it's the actor so I mean they look really alike. That so... guy did a fantastic job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh well, uh thank you, Honda, for this story. Well, um <laughs> I'm gonna be cautious of earthquakes from now on in case um I don't know, somebody starts murdering people in hopes to be I mean, a yeah, sacrifice to appease like... earthquakes. <laughs> <laughs> no earthquakes in Singapore there's no natural disasters here I don't know maybe like sacrifice for like stop the rain or something monsoon season I don't know I don't know if you enjoyed this episode and want to support us please rate us 5 stars on Apple Podcasts leave us a review and click that follow button on Spotify you can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and whatever podcast platform you listen to. And you can follow us on Instagram at HGU Podcast. Share us a message or send us a story if you'd like. You can also email us at hiddenamongustree at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to today's episode and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Uh, beware of the earthquakes beware of Ed Kemper more likely <laughs>